When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to They Talk A Good Game. I'm Lockie, joined as ever by Harvey. Hello, welcome all to the off-season special edition of this podcast where we are doing season reviews. That's right. This week, we have the Eels. Parramatta Eels. Mm. Mighty Parramatta Eels. Good thing I introed this week because I don't know what sound to do for an eel. So <laughs> I would have come in with something just very strange. Buzz, maybe like an electric eel. Buzz, um, yeah. Yeah. Slip, slop, slap type of thing. Slip, slop, slap. The Parramatta sunscreen (laughs) have stepped onto the pitch. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. Um, Well, uh, I guess would would Eels, to start with, I'm going to go straight in with the tough journalism and ask the tough question. Would Eels fans consider this year a success or a failure? Coming I sixth. think it is bang on par with what... They, they can't be upset, but mm. they can be a little bit disappointed that they didn't move forward. Well, they have been used to the top four for the last couple of years. So to, to drop to sixth, and especially in the way they did it, they were in the top four for most of this year and then had a really ordinary end to the year. So if I'm an Eels fan, I've been left with a, a bitter, bitter taste in my mouth. Yeah, you're right. Maybe the potential that they had... Uh, on that streak to begin the season midway through the season before the wheels started coming off a bit. Mm. They looked really promising. They but did. they did they did wobble and they rebounded pretty strongly, I think, with that win against the storm to yes. finish their run. And then, you know, their semi-final performance or was it their prelim semi-final against Parramatta? Uh, Penguins, sorry. Yeah. Uh, they pushed them strong. all the way. Very and strong. they, you know, the the reigning premiership winners now so they rebounded nicely would the story have been different if they didn't have that mid-season struggle and they kept momentum well I guess they would have had that top four finish which could have made all the difference because you'd imagine if they didn't wobble they would have finished above Manly and then on Manly's side of the draw they could have, yeah. Easier. They could have so come up against the Souths in the prelim. They could have ended. It could have been a Penrith, Parramatta battle of the West grand final. Mm. So, who knows? But I don't. Overall, I don't think they were strong enough or had enough resolve. It's been the Eels' problem. I think they've had a lot of. They're a very flair field side. Mitch Moses is the sort of halfback that is is exciting when he's on. He is so on. Um, but he's he's not the sort of player that 25 matches in a year, he's not going to be on for all of them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, at the end of the day, once again, questions will be asked of the Eels. But overall, I think, yeah, as you said, sixth, probably about on par yeah. with how good their squad is. So they probably performed just just as good as yeah. they should have, really. I think you hit the nail on the head with calling them a very much a momentum-based side because even their forward pack, which is considered one of their strengths, they're so dominant when they've got the ball in hand and they're attacking final third, um, even just taking hit-ups is a mm. real strength of theirs. But you put them under pressure, 
in the opening 20 minutes, make them defend their line, take some of the energy out of them. And I think they they start to struggle pretty quickly if a yeah. game is played in, in that sort of um, arena. You've got players like Gutherson there and sort of Nathan Brown, who are two of those hard workers that you'd back on the defensive line mm. side of things. But the rest of their side is littered with flair and X-factor players who just want to be attacking. They yeah. want to score more points than you. And well, premierships are won on defence. We know that. That's been proven. So maybe that's the area they need to focus to take that next step. Absolutely. Well, let's look at their season. As we said, they did spend most of the year in the top four. After round five, they were equal second. After round 15, they were equal third. So still more than halfway through the season, equal third. And then they end up finishing sixth. So it was that sort of last 10 rounds where they went from, you know, Eels fans were definitely saying that this was their year at that point, round 15, um, and, and before that. And then it just fell away from them in the end. So Eels, once again, they are the team with the longest premiership drought of the teams who have won a premiership. Yeah. Um, but uh, they'll have to wait for a bit longer to get that, mm. to get that illustrious yeah, it seems premiership. Seems like it. Um, also, fun fact, which fun fact, um, not sure if we've mentioned it on this podcast or not, a bit depressing for the Eels, but Benji Marshall retiring means that now there are no current NRL players who were alive the last time Eels won the comp. Wowzers. Benji Marshall was the last one who was alive when they won in the 80s or whatever. So now. Yeah, that is an excellent fun fact. I know. Saw that on something. NRL roast, maybe Fox Sports. Don't know. Credit. I, I don't know who it was, so I cannot. The two credit. big dogs get the credit. Probably one of them. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's all I'll say. Um, let, should we jump into some fan questions about the Eels? Absolutely. See what the Parramatta faithful and others uh, want to know. So this one comes we from. We should possibly just jump ahead here and say these opinions and answers are going to be coming from a Manly fan and a Tigers <laughs> that fan. That is so true. <laughs> we have Gosh. been pessimistic on this podcast before about Parramatta. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's, personal. It is rough. It's, it's just because of who we support. It's and rough who at you are. Pretty much the two uh, biggest rivalries, apart from maybe Penrith, the two mm-hmm. biggest rivalries that the Eels have. Um, in the Tigers and but the, I can uh, imagine if there is a Parramatta Eels podcast out there they talk about Manly and Tigers in the same way exactly. so it's all fair we're just restoring balance to the universe is what's let's happening. see what the fans want answered first question comes from Becky.Cater who's I think a first time questioner in these season reviews so welcome Becky <laughs> welcome um, do you think the Eels are a realistic chance of top four in 2022 top four what do you think? Mm, yeah, I think so. Um, top four, I mean, they've done it in recent years. They were close this year. Yeah. I mean, they've, I got a, they've got a pretty similar lineup heading into next year. They've only major loss is um, Blake Ferguson. They lose Will yeah. Smith, who's been a bit of a, a, a depth player for them for a number of years. But they haven't currently signed anyone. They haven't got any gains coming to the club next year. Um, which I find interesting. They obviously think they have the squad there. Um, yeah, some young blokes coming through perhaps. Um, yeah. I certainly think they're top four contenders. I don't think they're guaranteed top four, but they should be in with a shout and they should definitely be pushing for it. You know, they might only just miss out. But mm. I, I, I underrate the Eels every year, I will admit, but 
but my gut instinct at the moment, if I was placing them on the ladder, is somewhere in the fight the fight to make the top eight, somewhere in that area, more so, yeah. more so than the top four for me. But you know, once again, that's uh, that's my pessimistic take on the Eels. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, I just oh, I don't know. For me, it's the fact that there's no change. I don't know. I just feel like yeah, that's the thing. If there are other clubs out there which are improving, mm. and these guys say the same. Yeah. They could get leapfrogged. Exactly. And I just I just wonder about how long Mitch Moses and and Clint Gutherson, like the big the senior players in this team, will sort of go go for this kind of groundhog day thing of just, you know, same coach, same squad, same same, same, same. I feel like they need a bit of variety. They need like, you know, even if a team's going really well, you know, you see how many signings the storm have made next year in areas that, you know, you don't necessarily think they need replacements in. But what it does is it just brings something new to the club. It's something yeah, freshens it's a, it up. It's a new energy, an outside force that the coach can harness. And then, uh, yeah, I just think, you know, could run a bit stale. So that's more where I see them. Anyway. Yeah, good point. Um, speaking of, so we did say they haven't currently got any gains going into 2022. Uh, De, De V11 are... Uh, <laughs> says, uh, who would you sign for Para to go to the next level? I hate these questions because off the top of my head, it's so hard to think. And you have to, you kind of have to go for someone who's a realistic, like off contract chance. Yeah. I mean, everybody would like Nathan Cleary or Tom you know Dubovic in their side. You know what? You know who I'm going to yeah. say? Go for it. A bit of a homecoming. Well, not homecoming because he's been at multiple clubs, but he did spend a lot of time at this club. So in a way, it's a homecoming. For Corey Norman, potentially. We talked about him on the Titans podcast. We said maybe he's not the person the Titans need. But the Eels, who have a pretty solid worked out spine, um, I think having a player like Norman as a 14, you know, like a Benji Marshall style, like get him... I, I, I reckon he would accept a very a very low-paying contract. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, like, I think... He's a worthy shout. I don't think he gets into the starting 13 no, for them. Yeah, well, I don't think he has to. A, but, but what about the depth as well that provides? Like, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're looking at Will Smith, who's moved on as well, it is probably that utility option. Um, I know they've got Lusick or the, his contracts run out for next year. Do they need but a winger that can Reed replace Marnie. Blake Ferguson or do you reckon Hayes Dunster slots in pretty well? I think Hayes Dunster slots in yeah. well enough. Yeah. I don't think they need to go out. The they've thing got about their the Eels, marquee yeah. winger in Sevo. They don't need another one. The thing about the Eels that they've got going for them is they've got a very strong starting 13. Like I, I don't look at their mm. 13 and see any position that I consider weak. So that's why I would go for like a 14 and that's why someone who has been at the club, who has investment in how the club is perceived and performs like Corey Norman, you know, yeah. he's, he'll be desperate to get his career back on track. He's, you yeah. Know, if he gets a lifeline, I'm sure he'd want to repay the club. For sure. Um, I think there are you know, a number of options there in that 14 jersey. Maybe that's where they need a, an upgrade. Um, but there's no real names that jump to mind. I mean, Dylan Walker is one. You don't want to suggest Josh Hodgson. You suggest him to every club. <laughs> Do I reckon, think he'll end up at the Tigers. Do you reckon they need just a, waiting maybe they happen. need a maybe they need a Luke Brooks figure? We could see Luke Brooks know. and Mitch Moses reuniting. Yeah, reuniting. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, probably not going to happen. Definitely not going to happen. Actually, um, <laughs> let's move on. Hulk underscore Hogan official says, um, 
Okay, Eels versus Storm. Was it the best non-finals game of the year, of this year, um, where they upset them? I don't know. I can't. I, I don't. I can't really. To be honest, I think it probably was. I mean, there were probably better out and out games for eighty minutes. But in terms of the storyline and the way it sort of unfolded that week, it was pretty incredible. They weren't given any hope. They'd been on a bad run. The storm were flying. Mm. The upset, and do you know what? I really reckon it derailed the storm. And I think it gave the Eels that fighting chance. It's probably, that yeah, it's probably what cost the Storm. In the end, and the Eels will hate to hear me say this, it's probably what cost the Storm the premiership and allowed Penrith to win it. So well done, Eels. Yeah. Gave gave the Panthers premiership. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, so I think that if you were looking in five years' time for a replay from this season to watch over 80 minutes, you might not pick that game. Mm. But in the context of the season, in the context massive. of the season, following it along each week, I don't think there was a game that was talked about more or had more significance. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a fair assessment. I probably agree with you. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, Dildo Baggins, our fave, he's always on these review questions. He says, does Para have the best forward pack in the comp? Do they really have, tricky. Really tricky. Yeah. They have a great forward pack. Like I am, especially like they're starting, they're starting five in terms of their That's three, it, yeah. their three if middles. If you and, include the bench, they probably drop down a little bit, but they're certainly in the conversation for the best forward pack. They were nominated. Like, they were in the top four nominees at this year's Tataga Awards. So, but you know, they were up there. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, I think I really love the Rabbitohs forward pack. I don't think they're the most naturally gifted forward pack, but under Wayne Bennett's coaching this year, they were just like, they were the hardest working forward pack in the yeah, game. Yeah, they despite, were dominant. Despite being small, really. Mm. Um, so Rabbitohs are up there. Penrith and the Storm, obviously, Penrith they have some be stars in that where they pack. were without it. And and the Titans, we did their review earlier this week, and they've got a star-studded forward pack that they do. I would say challenges the Eels still. They do. Um, so if I had to pick one, I actually might. Oh, actually, it's still tough. Eels are up there. They're very. They're, yeah, we can. We can. We don't have to give a yes or no. We can just say they're up there. They're up there. Well, it'll be very hard to rule. Any like uh, establish that anybody's the number one forward pack in the comp 
unless you do a fan voted awards night mm. check out the tatagga awards if there you're you interested if you're interested next year <laughs> coming or oh, check out this year's one tatagga yeah. awards um liam underscore trainer 47 he asks what's the round one eels lineup in 2022 this is a bit of a complicated one because i don't really want to go through and name 17 players but i mean in terms of the key positions that are up for grabs it's going to be very similar to last to this year um yeah i think their spine stays the same oh definitely and like then that, that's just not going to change uh they already pretty much dropped ferguson anyway so it was He's done so that it'd come onto that wing with Sivo. Yeah, Wanga Blake along with maybe Will Penasini in the centres. Yeah, he's I been think coming he'll along. step up. And then you've got um, Dunster and uh, and Sivo um, along with, uh, well, obviously Moses and, and Dylan Brown in the halves. Yes. Reed um, Marnie. Reed Marnie. Paulo starts every week. Campbell he Gillard. Campbell Gillard's the obvious pick as well. Isaiah I mean, Papali'i. I think they start Papaliti. I think he's proven that definitely that value and Ryan Madison with probably Sean Lane coming off the bench. Yeah, Lane off the bench for me. Um, because he can play everywhere. Nathan Brown locks the scrum in my eyes. And I just want to see our man Oregon Kafusi make his way into a regular first grade spot. So come on, I Oregon. I think he should. Yeah. Um, do you think Murata Niakura is still? Oh, yeah. There's a spot on that bench. Potentially. Um, Ray Stone is there. Ray Stone was impressive on the back end of the year. So, you know. Keegan Hipgrave as well. Maybe of, it's like, yeah, it's the yeah. 14 and the 17 jersey that seem the most up for grabs, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I mean, maybe, you know, Jacob Arthur might be getting that 14 jersey, you know, getting that he could do. for dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next year's going to be the year of father son combos. Jacob Arthur mm. will be more regular in first grade. Cleary, obviously, and then. The Walterses, if if Billy gets some first grade action, um, yeah. quite excited to see it. Yeah, um, looking forward to it. Absolutely. Where are my questions? Oh, I've got them in front of me. Um, Luli Blafoy asks, "What truly fails them every time they make the finals? Because yeah, they make finals, they make their regular final side ever since they stopped getting the wooden spoon." Um, I mean. What fails? It's them? hard. It's, it's well, really we said hard we mentioned to... their defensive resolve. We mentioned that. That's obviously huge. Yeah, I think I think they struggle under pressure when if they don't remain competitive throughout the first half, if they go down by 15, 20 points, I think they struggle with the workload that that entails as well. But I also just think you either have to say that the playing group has sort of reached its limit in terms of its ability and players like Gutherson, Moses, who is sort of leading that side around. I mean, Reed Marnie's still young and has a lot to improve and showcase. Um, but some of those key players maybe just aren't good enough to step, take that next step into becoming a superstar and premiership winner. Or you say backroom coaching staff, they've had a, a consistent roster that's competitive for the last three, four years. And why haven't they been able to get the next step out of the players? Um, I know Brad Arthur is, you know, he's got a very faithful fan base out in Parramatta. He's been there for a long time. He's built them up from, you know, perennial wooden spooners into top eight contenders, top four contenders, but maybe he's not the man to 
take them that next step further. Controversial opinion, especially seeing as he signed that new deal very recently. So I would mm-hmm. leave them in a bit of a hole if they were to make have a, have a change of heart come the start of or mid some point next year. So will be very interesting though. Um, yeah, it's pretty. They've obviously decided they just want more of the same. And as I said earlier, not sure if that's what they need. Uh, (laughs) well that's it for the fan questions i actually didn't realize that was the last one so it's time for your big moment harvey it's the what do we call it again the nucleus nucleus this is players signed for three years or more um starting next year and Parramatta. well let me tell you they have got some planning to do right because they only have two players signed on for three years okay, and they who both are they? have oh. player option and club options. So, so Regan Campbell-Gillard is there next year. Then he's got a player option for the year after and a club <laughs> option for the year after How does that, that work? That he's got a player option one year, then a club option the year after that. Not sure, but oh. that's what, that's the information I've got. Yep. And Mitch Moses is there for the next two years and then has a player option for that third wow. year. And so that no one- is it so no one yeah. not looking long term no one is actually properly 100% locked in to the end of 2024 because even no, though, so yeah, these guys those contracts either, can be broken yeah i think if they don't win they've obviously backed Arthur next year giving him that extension he's going to get at least 12 more months out of that mm. it really feels like if this does not work with this roster they are going to blow it apart because even the players who's, you know, everybody either runs out at the end of next year or is out the year after that, has 12 months to go at the end of their contract. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in one way, they're not tied down to any long-term salary cap uh, headaches. Um, in the other way, there's potential for a mass exodus, uh, as you said. Mm. Um, and I, I, wonder, I wonder partly if, and this is a big if, I don't know if this is true, this is just me making something up, a theory, but I wonder if this is actually a sign that the players do have a lot of respect for Brad Arthur and were actually waiting out until he re-signed like a new deal before they would commit to the club. Um, yeah, for sure. That's potentially a situation that like, you know, the club wanted to get a few, maybe that's why the club has decided to give Arthur that new deal because a bunch of players were holding out or there were player agents, you know, who, who were holding out. Um, that's the only real sort of thing I can see. I don't know why that would have such yeah. a small nucleus. Well, I guess, I guess it, looking at it, they haven't made any bad decisions. We've read out a couple of these team nucleus, um, nucleuses, nuclei. Nu- nu- nucleuses. <laughs> and you've seen some How do we get to this episode and <laughs> never come across that problem? <laughs> Um, yeah, you see some names who are signed up for three, four years and you're like, that's a bad signing. That's not worth it. Why have they got them for that long? Yeah. Parramatta don't have any of them. But yeah, exactly. Also- I'd, ra- I'd rather have two solid guys in that, like Campbell, Gillard mm. and Moses, than <laughs> like, you know, uh, someone who's not... Who's not yeah, gonna, you don't want to name names. Reliable. I'm not going to name names. I think it's players like Reed Marnie and... I'd say Gutherson is more important to them than Moses. Um, but players like that, Campbell, Gillard, Nathan Brown, that I think Parramatta fans want to see them sign long-term, want mm. to see that commitment. 
from the club and the player. And you made a good point. Maybe that will come in the next couple of weeks um, or next season when Arthur has, you know, he signed on, he's committed. Now the players will follow suit. But yeah. if not, if not, this could be a very, very different Parramatta side in five years' time. Oh, oh yeah, it looks like it looks like it will be. Um, so yeah, if they want if they want to win a premiership with this squad, they pretty much got to do it next year. So <laughs> good luck but, to them. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Um, yeah, yeah lots ladder, of question marks. But we, yeah, I was going to say, should we do our ladder predictions for next yeah. year? Yeah, um, you can go first if you'd like. Unless you'd like me to go first. I'm tossing between sixth or seventh, and I'll probably say seventh. Um, I think you made a good point earlier about there are a lot of teams improving Mm. next year Mm. with the signings that they've made and whatnot, and Parramatta haven't made any. Um, And I also can't see any of the top four sides, top five sides getting worse. I think Roosters are going to come back better. Manly, maybe, you know, how... Influential was Tommy this year, but the Rabbitohs, Penrith, and the Storm, they're going to be above Parramatta next year. So I'll lock in seventh. Okay. Um, Look, any Eels fans listening, I preface this by saying um, this is solely an opinion. Don't come for me. Um, (laughs) I know that Eels fans don't like like to... No, I'm not giving them the wooden spoon. They don't like to hear... The Eels fans, they're much like the Dragons fans. They don't like to hear any criticism of their team. They're not good at taking it. Um, they they still see the glory days that once were. I Okay, sorry. It's not as bad as I'm making it out to be. But I've got Eels in that same category that I put the Titans and the Knights into, as in teams that I don't see moving a whole lot from their own personal standard in the next year. Mm. Um, meanwhile, there are other teams that I think will. I've got the I've got the eels at ninth. Got them Wowzers. at ninth. Yep. Wowzers. Yep. Well, I hope Parramatta fans aren't too insulted by our opinions, <laughs> our chat. Yeah. Um, One yeah. day we will get an eels fan on the podcast. Uh, you know, I feel like we need to 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 make yeah. up for to make up for all of this shit that we constantly <laughs> give them. An eels fan and a dragons fan, and we'll just let them for half an hour just sling shots at us Um, yeah that's only fair it's only fair (laughs) well anyway (laughs) eels fans uh good luck for next year you know i really i mean it when i say this i want i want to see you guys prove me wrong so good luck i don't actually mean that at all i don't want to see not at all all. (laughs) oh oh well well it's been a pleasure lucky it's been a pleasure harvey until next time (laughs) bye-bye
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.